Hi, everyone, and welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball, episode 14. I'm Emily Minton. And I'm Reverend Ronald Flores. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. Healer Nancy Cohen will be joining us to teach us about the healing practice of universal, universal rays. But before we get started with that, Ronnie's going to teach us all about the Seven of Swords tarot card, and we're going to answer another listener question. We have a lot to do, so let's get started. So Ronnie, let's get started with today's tarot card, the Seven of Swords. If you were to pull this card, what does that mean? All right. So if I were to pull this card, first of all, let me show it. It's the Seven of Swords, seven um, representing uh, strength and the swords representing knowledge and things that we've learned in the past. Now, if you notice in this card, he is he has gathered some of his some of his swords, but he's also leaving behind a couple. And that really is more of metaphor like a metaphor to your life. Like if I were to draw this and you were asking a question about job, I would say that you probably want to stay where you are, don't make any sudden movements, but to watch out because there is chatter going on behind the curtain. Now that chatter could represent either a new opportunity that's coming up in your life, or it could represent someone trying to take your job. Now I've pulled this card before and it has literally represented someone trying to take someone's job. So this card, I always say, whenever someone pulls it, no matter what the situation is, I always say, do what your, your gut's telling you, go with the flow, don't rush it, but watch your back. It's a very important message in this card because as we do transition into a new job, we need to watch our back, not only for those who are trying to take our job or push us out of the current job or whatever the situation is, but we also need to watch our back for ourselves, right? We need to make sure that we are uh, armed with knowledge to be able to move into the new um, endeavor, whatever that is. And again, that's what the swords are representing is that knowledge. What knowledge are you taking with you and what knowledge are you leaving behind you? What if it's reversed and you pull it? It just basically kind of means the opposite. It would mean maybe everything's good to go. There is to be no change. There isn't a lot of chatter behind the curtain. It's representing more or less of you taking action. You need to actually start moving forward in order to move forward. Very nice. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm excited about this next question, though. So we've asked you guys to write in, and some of you have written in with questions for us to address here on the podcast. And this question was really, really good. We're both really excited about talking about it. Um, We could probably do a whole show on it. But the question is, how are children affected differently than adults by spirits? Ronnie, do you want to start us out with that? And then I'll weigh in. Yeah, sure. So the difference really, ask the question one more time for me. Sure. How are children affected differently than adults by spirits? Okay. All right. And I'm thinking so this, spirits can probably mean like actual spirits of, of loved ones or angels or guides or how are they, I guess, how do they interact right. differently? So children aren't yet adults, obviously. They have not come into contact with things or people who have told them that what they experience is not true or mm-hmm. that it's made up. Um, and, and they come into the world, we all come into the world, um, with a spirit that it's, it's attached to us at birth and 
that spirit tells us that we have abilities to connect to the other side. We also have an ability to connect to the divine source. Children, again, aren't told that those things don't exist, which they do exist. Why society tells us that they don't exist, I don't know. That's still one of life's mysteries. (laughs) So they haven't been brainwashed, so to speak. They're, They're more sensitive to the energies that are around them. So whenever spirit comes to them, they may think that it's something bad because maybe they did see a movie. Maybe they're already started or maybe they've already started to go down that path of, you know, it's not real, it's fake or it's scary or, you know, watch Mm -hmm. this horror movie and this is how it really is. That's not how it really is. But maybe they they encounter a spirit and the the wheels are already turning in that department. And so they get kind of scared. If you were to see something that nobody else could see, wouldn't you be a little bit worried at first as to what it is? And not only that, but if someone told you, hey, this is really bad. You don't want to mess with spirits. I was told that at 12 when I was playing with my first Ouija board. You don't want to mess with spirits. Well, yes, I did. I wanted to mess with spirits as much (laughs) as I could. So I never, you know, personally me, I never really went down that road of brainwashing and getting involved in, you know, different stuff. Like I never played sports. I never got involved with stuff. I always uh, stood my spiritual ground, so to speak, because my grandparent or my grandmother um, was really ingrained in that life. And so she kind of, you know, fed me her information. So that's the life that I knew. And it's the same for all children. They don't stop being sensitive until we tell them to. Mm -hmm. And so adults are already paying bills. They're working, they're having kids, they're dealing with all of this stuff. And it's creating that spiritual imbalance that we talk about a lot that you're putting too much into the physical and not really enough into the spiritual. Some people think that church is Sunday and that's maybe what, two or three hours at the most. And that's all you're putting into it. You don't go home and pray. Let's be honest. Like you don't follow up with your spirit. Therefore you are desensitizing yourself to it and you should be practicing more in it, creating a 50, 50 balance between the physical realm and the spiritual one. And I know that kind of, you know, I was lingering on there for a minute, but there's so much that comes into play into that question. It's really a loaded question because we can right. answer it in ways till Sunday. So that's basically how I see it. And that's how I know it to be. Yeah. And I, I don't have much to add to that. I think that's spot on what you said. It's just, it's you're born understanding it and you're born accepting it. Mm-hmm. And then slowly it's ta- that, that belief is taken away from you or it's, you know, you're made to feel like, you're crazy or that's ridiculous or, you know, that's yep. stupid that you believe in these things when it's right in front of you. So you stop believing. And when you stop believing, it kind of goes away. Not that it goes away, but the, the ability to, to perceive sure. starts to thin out a little bit. So I think yeah, you're spot on. I don't really have anything extra to add to that. I think you answered that wonderfully. I mean, take the Easter bunny, for for example. I know that <laughs> people are going to be like, oh, my God, no. The Easter bunny is actually a real entity in pagan beliefs and beliefs way before Christianity. Um, it ties into that. So then we're told as we get older, the Easter bunny doesn't exist. Well, really, does that entity exist? Maybe it's not called the Easter bunny. Maybe it's, you know, uh, maybe it's a spirit totem or something. So we were told, no, it doesn't exist. And therefore we start believing that because that's what our parents tell us and our friends tell us. And we want to be cool and we want to be on board with everything. And we don't want right. to look dumb in the 12th grade going, 
oh, the Easter bunny <laughs> brought me chocolate eggs for Easter. So you don't want, so you give into that and it's understandable. We all do it. I haven't been perfect in it. Like I've, I've given into a few things and then I've backtracked and I'm like, you know what, maybe it really is, you know, real. And so um, I open my mind and I suggest that people do that. They just open their minds to something that could maybe exist. If, if a thousand people say it is this, then maybe they're manifesting it. Maybe they're conjuring it. Maybe it actually does exist. Right. Maybe if that practice or that entity or whatever it is, is found in every single religion that's known probably based on facts somewhere, you know, there's probably right. something to that. And I see that a lot too. Um, but, you know, going back to, to children, I, I just, I think that they're still open to it. You know, we shut them down as adults. Fear shuts them down. It's what shut me down was fear. I, I think in this, um, people just constantly going, no, 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 that's not real. That's not real. Well, yeah, it was very real to me and it's very real right. to me now. And now I'm having to go back through all the steps to reopen everything. And that's a lot harder at, at 45 than it was when I was, you know, two or three. So I, my advice would to be believe yeah. your kids when they say they see something or they hear something, believe them because they probably do. They're extremely sensitive. So they are. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sending in your questions. Please send in more outside the crystal ball at gmail.com. We are getting four. <gasps> Four six nine zero zero two zero. Call and leave a voicemail. I just updated the voicemail the other day. So when you call it, it says something like, thanks for calling outside the crystal ball podcast. You'll hear me on it. I should have got Emily with it, but I was in the moment and I'm like, let me go ahead and do this. So You're good. Um, definitely call in and leave voicemails with your questions. I, I don't know. Can you, you can said you can text on that number. You can too, text right? that number. Yep. And it will come directly to one of our phones. So we will get it for sure. Um, yeah. Email, call, text. We love answering your questions and getting you guys involved in this. And if there's anything that you want us to talk about, any other topics that you're hoping that we will put on a podcast in the future, please send those ideas in as well. We're very open to, to giving you guys the information that you need to progress on your journey. Absolutely. Joining us today is Nancy Cohen, a healer who works with Universal Ray Energy. Nancy is an IET and Reiki master teacher and a universal rays healer. She is also a gifted evidential medium, intuitive, and animal communicator. Over the past 22 years, Nancy has brought Reiki, integrated energy therapy, which is healing with the angels, universal rays healing, and mediumship into her practice. Nancy's clients love her healing work. Through the gifts of energy healing, Nancy helps young and old alike. We are so excited to have her join us today. Welcome to the show, Nancy Cohen. Hi, Nancy. Well, hello. So thank, nice to see you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We are so excited to talk to you about Universal Rays and what it can do for people, for our listeners out there. Oh, well, I'm excited to share about it. Thank you. I, I actually know nothing about this. So other than kind of, you know, a few things that Emily's told me here and there, but I don't actually collectively know what it even means. So this will be a great learning experience for me. It's right. really I'm interesting excited and... to share it with you. 10 years ago, I didn't know what it was either. I promise you. But Nancy it's actually a gave evolution. me a, um, Nancy actually did a universal race session on me this past week, just so I can experience it and have a little more knowledge. It was really cool. It was really a neat experience. So 
what our listeners probably want to know first of all, Nancy, is what right. is universal race? Okay. Well, thank you. So, um, you know, I learned Reiki in 2001. I just like to go back for a second. And I didn't even know what that was. I thought that was like voodoo. So weird. And someone told me to go get Reiki. And I'm like, what is that with a rake? Like, that's bizarre. <laughs> but I wasn't feeling well. And I and my stomach hurt. And I had a Reiki session in 2001. And my stomach cleared up. And I'm like, oh, that was really strange. And then I moved forward eight years and um, I was taking these classes. I was a Reiki master and doing some healing work. And this lady named Ishtar came to the United States and um, I was taking a course of hers and she said she was going to teach us universal race healing. And I'm like, well, what is that? But I already knew her and liked her and trusted her. She comes from Australia and she really made a big impact in some of these other courses. I, I was taking a class called The Path of Light with her. And um, so basically what universal rays healing are, like Reiki, which is a wave of healing gently. So Reiki kind of is a balancing, healing, loving energy. Universal rays healing are 12 healing rays. So it's not just one, 12 unique healing rays, and each one holds a consciousness. And when I say a consciousness, I mean like a, a concept for people like you and me. What does that mean, a consciousness? So each ray has a nicer consciousness than the other one. So one is unconditional love. One is harmony. One is balance. One is uh, transformation. So each ray has its own unique consciousness. There are 12 of them. And in a healing session, they uniquely either individually or in groups come in and offer the, the client this soothing, balancing energy. It's very, very interesting. And the practitioner brings it through and they don't get to choose. Like I don't get to say, oh, Ronnie, you need unconditional love. I got it. What happens is when the healer opens up, what you need comes through to you. So it's, um, mm. it's a very, it's, it takes a lot of training as the practitioner. There are several hours of training that you go through, but I'm an, I'm honored to offer it. Now you, as a practitioner, you have to be attuned to the universal race. So what all does that entail? What all does someone who wants to become a practitioner of this have to go through oh oh great so um so i've been a practitioner since uh 2013 so for 10 years i took my training with ishtar in the united states so ishtar is this lovely lady um from australia and like a reiki master or another healing teacher she came to the united states and taught a bunch of us like 25 of us the universal race training um, and then a few years later, I became a teacher of it. So I'm actually the only teacher in the United States of Universal Rays. Wow. It is around the world, though. So I did not um, know that. Oh, yeah. I'm very happy about that. And I really love to offer it. And you can learn it online. But the Universal Rays Healing Program has uh, 12 unique rays. Each ray has an ascended master and two angels on it. And so that comes through. So you get angelic healing plus this ascended master vibration of either unconditional love or divine will or um, or transformation or the Real higher. Real quick mind. to interrupt you for our yeah. listeners. What is an ascended master? Oh, good for those question. who don't know. 
before I we know, move on. Right? I didn't know what that was. So an ascended master is is someone who has passed over, who has walked on the earth. Jesus is an ascended master. Mary Magdalene's an ascended master. Mother Mary, and by the way, they have rays. So um, there were 12 unique ascended masters and their job on the other side is to help humanity grow and develop and shift and change. So um, when you learn the universal race healing program, you become attuned, which means that you get the frequency uh, given to you as if you were learning Reiki, you know, you have an attunement in Reiki and other healing modalities. So you become attuned to the ascended masters, the 12 of them. You become attuned to the rays, the 12 beautiful consciousness of the rays. You also get attuned to 14 angels, although you get five that are specifically yours. And then you also become attuned to um, chronic healing, which is also a very loving form of healing that's earth energy. Now that does not happen in one day. That actually happens over a weekend. It's a four day training and each attunement is either 30 minutes to an hour. And then you get training from someone like me. So um, there is a good amount of training that goes into it and um, so let's see, you sign up for online at universalraisehealing.com and to you be take, a practitioner. Well, you take the online portion of the class. And then when you finish that, then you register with me or one of the other global teachers. But I can't imagine anybody on your podcast is going to have it done in French. Although <laughs> you could. And then you have I to might. find then you'd have to be in Switzerland doing the training. So <laughs> But it's um, a beautiful, beautiful process. But you don't need to go through that to have a session, that right. I will say. What did you so, think of your session, Emily? I really liked it. I was very surprised at how quickly I felt results um, because I've had Reiki in the past mm -hmm. and it's days before I feel anything. You know, sometimes I walk out of Reiki going, eh, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel anything. But I was actually having physical sensations. I told Ronnie about it when, when right. I got done. I was like, I actually felt physically different during the session than I did before the session. Um, and it was, see the, see the pictures on the wall. Those are chakra codes. So in universal rays, we go through 19 chakras, which is a little different than that's Reiki, a lot. Yeah. Seven. We're, we're still working our way through the, the seven <laughs> here on our show, but there, yeah, yes, there's so many of them that are in addition. Um, now when, why would someone want to do a universal race session? Why would they sign up to be the participant, not the practitioner, right. but the receiver? Absolutely. So the, the purpose of the universal race is to assist people to be their best. That's it in a nutshell. But the, but the, uh, the longer or more expanded version is that each soul here has a purpose and the universal race helps them align to be more of what they are intended to be. So we work with something called karma here, but all karma is is unresolved energy. It is not a good or bad thing. It's not, oh, you're being punished because you were awful. Karma is perhaps karma would be, I'm not good enough to get my degree from high school like your karma or or belief that you are not good enough is what we work on opening and aligning so a universal raise healing session 
first you learn what your, uh, it's called a soul ray reading, but you get to find out what you've come in to learn. And um, there are that was seven- my Well, that's my se- second favorite part of this whole thing was that soul ray reading. That was you so cool. That. I yeah, did. We- and you know how skeptical I am and how untrusting I am to begin with. I actually but- do know that. I really do. But <laughs> yeah, okay. <you> do. <laughs> We're and friends a long time. <laughs> she was hitting on like one of them was overthinking. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> you don't know me. Spirit. Right. Well, that's my soul before ray, the show. Actually. She's definitely an overthinker. I you can't should... wait to do yours. Um, <laughs> uh, my soul ray is five. And I will tell you when I learned it 10 years. So ray five is the ray of overthinking mental ray. And I don't know if any of your listeners can relate to this, but I was one of those people that I was always a good student, but not the best. Mm -hmm. So then I always felt stupid. And then like my mom died when I was in college. So I did college in five years instead of four Mm -hmm. in Florida. And when I learned that I was a Ray five and that my whole job was to go to higher thinking and let go of the judgment of the way I learn and think and do things, I was so relieved. I was like, oh, you mean I am smart enough, good enough, just as I am. And it allowed my mind to soften. Right. Yeah. And it was very accurate. You you were, and so you were a Reiki master before you did this, you said. And I also am a Reiki master. I use my my ability more to balance the chakras and things like that. Not so much on the physical part. the 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 symbols that were programmed into my crown chakra before right. I became the master are those some of the same symbols to be used for um this kind of training too? Like that's a great like- question. Keep yeah. going. They're not the same because those are um the particular Reiki symbols, which I'm also attuned to, which are emotional, mental, distance, and, you know, bringing in higher vibrations are not what these are. Although certainly we see in universal rays, what makes it such an interesting program, besides the soul ray reading that you get to find out what you've come in to learn, is that we work through 12 bodies. But the first session you work through seven bodies so we work through your soul your emotional mental physical ancestral and then something we call the monad which is your soul and groups of people so we bring those consciousness through to each of your bodies so that your emotions can be in balance so your thinking can be more organized so your physical body feels calmer where it is but it's a different process it's not it's not as much balancing like reiki is reiki is a beautiful process i'm not i would never throw that out but this is just different this is just um more like a course of alignment to all that you are through these other parts of you, your mental, emotional, physical, your genetic. We work through the DNA body, the etheric body. It's just a lot more expanded with more information. But you know, we're on an information superhighway and everybody has so many things they want to do and become. And this allows you to resolve your beliefs that keep you from moving forward. 
So if there was somebody, now that you've said that, if there was somebody out there who I encounter this a lot with my clients that they can't really decide where they want to go because they everyone has that purpose, right? But sometimes the way to get there, there's many different ways. So if someone was really struggling with not being able to find out how to get to that purpose, or maybe there's, you know, they're on a certain path and maybe they should be on one, would they be able to come to you for that and maybe get a more well-defined um, answer? So I wouldn't say uh, that would be me selling you snake oil if I were going to say yes to that, like simply, oh, yes, I'll tell you your future. No, that isn't what it's really about. But what it actually does is it opens up each person's clarity so that they can work to their highest potential and they would be able to develop their sense of knowing of what does and doesn't work for them. And so it definitely will assist and support growth and personal growth. But no, it won't tell you which job to take. It'll assist you to get that knowing inside. Because this is about personal growth. And each one of us elevating and having more confidence and faith and, and faith has a lot to do with this because we each have a divine presence. And when we have this type of healing, it allows us to hear that wisdom and love from our divine presence better. I love that. That's so lovely. Just to, like, like they help you, they open the road for you, but you still have to do the work. You still have to put forth the effort. So and that that's you can what we, be the best we, person. We basically preach on this is that, yeah. yeah, you can have that purpose and spirit can show you or, you know, uni universal race can show you or whatever the technique you're using is. But who's going to put forth the effort and the work? Who's going to become aware mm -hmm. that there actually is a purpose? Because not everyone is aware and they need to be able to open up and become more aware of that. So, yeah, it it's all about the work and, and how to get to that point to that point. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and Nancy, you said that it takes like after a session, you said it can be four to five days um, that you're feeling that 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 release, that calmness. Right. Well, what I what I was explaining to you and there's so much information we share at a first session. Right. Oh, you watched much, it, like, yeah. oh my head. Um, so the universal rays after you have a first healing session and in that session, we we run a prana which is earth healing, soft, soothing energy. Then we run the rays down your chakras. Then we also go through your meridians. And then we close you up. And we did karma cards too, right? We we broke we agreements around, I forget which ray we did. Ray seven, ray one, I'll have to look it up. Anyhow, the universal rays, when you finish your sessions, let's say you finish your session Friday at three, it doesn't end there. They continue to work with you for four to five days. You actually can't have another session for at least 10 days because things are shifting and changing yeah. because you are releasing and you are coming back together. My biggest giggle is when people finish a session and they go, I don't notice anything. I feel fine. I told you that actually. Yes. And it's because you feel better. You actually feel more pulled into organization. And so that's the beauty of it. It's not intended to be woo-woo. You know, I don't blow any smoke at you. We just bring these beautiful healing consciousness that allow you to be your best. But you may notice your confidence is better. You may notice you slept better without worrying for a while. Or you may have gotten that nudge. Oh, I'm going to sign up for that course. Like, 
we never really know what the outcome will be. You may have made peace with your brother-in-law after the session. So the potential goes in many different directions. And you say, I'm, you know, you feel fine, but that's a big deal. Like how many people wake up each day, not feeling fine, just just having the ability to get to that medium ground, that middle ground, that's amazing. You know, on some days, some days I would be ecstatic to just be fine. So I, I think we shouldn't sell that short. That's huge. Thanks, Emily. Because if you're all up in your mind, which most humans are, and then we allow that to open and clear and come into balance, you can come into your heart more. Or you can, you know, feel the support of Mother Earth or, you know, you can have more gratitude. Like it allows you to flow differently. And with the blessings that were intended for you, there isn't anybody who isn't blessed. And I would say the universal race allows you to feel safer, calmer, you know, and moving in a better direction. And I'll tell you my favorite part, the prana. I'd never had that done before. If we could just sit in that state for, I don't know, <laughs> eight, 10 hours a day, that would be lovely because I was so can. relaxed. It was so wonderful. Okay. Um, and then I like the soul reading, but I also like that you give a message from an ascended master at the end. Yeah, that was really nice. That was a surprise. I didn't expect that, but it was really nice. And so do you channel, are you channeling that ascended master at that time? Or is it more of a mediumistic kind of thing? How does that work? That's a really great question. No, you know what? Um, And I have students all around the world and I've been training them for eight or nine years now that the, when you become a universal race practitioner, you're not really the person giving the session. So you're not getting Nancy's energy. You're not going to come out with a New Jersey accent. You're receiving the beautiful blessings and gifts from the ascended masters, the angels, the earth energy for those of, us who don't know what prana is, is it's earth healing energy. So you may get a wood, you may get water, which is very cleansing or air, which shifts things around. So at the end, the universal race practitioner gets a message from one of those 12 ascended masters, you know, and um, they ask what the message is for that client. And they learn to receive that message. Many people write it, I just, when I learned to do it, I just wanted to speak it. So that's what we call channeling. But I speak the message that comes to me. And I ask which one of these beautiful 12 teachers brought it. I believe yours was Kuan Yin, if I'm not mistaken. And Kuan Yin is about uh, compassion and releasing judgment. She's just lovely. She's the Asian Mother Mary. So, yes. I, um, but it's not medium. Well, I guess you could call it similar to mediumship, but, but it mediumship is channeling from someone who, um, has passed away, but these are higher vibrational beings. So even though they have passed away, their frequency is a little bit higher. So I'll tell you how I felt during the session. So of course, during the prana part, it was very relaxing and peaceful. And again, I could have stayed there all day long. Um, once you started the Ray work, it felt like the light, like you talked about, there was a column. I could feel a column and I could feel it down to about my heart chakra. It kind of stops there because I think I have a pretty big block there, but I mean, it was all through my body, but that was where it was the strongest. 
And then I felt like, I think I explained it to you or Ronnie or somebody, it felt like someone put a sock hat on my head, like all the way down to my chin. And it was just vibrating and tingling the whole time that, 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 how that the ray work was happening. Um, and the other big thing that I noticed was I felt like I told you, I know I told you this, cause I said, I felt like there's a spiral in my third eye. Like there's a spiral and you said, well, the rays work in spirals. So yeah, they come that down would make like sense. This. Yeah, they're not so- like, a, they're, they're not, you know, they're not lightning, but they come in a spiral. And the goal is to move through your chakra column all the way down to the earth so that you just feel safer and more grounded. Mm-hmm. And that expression grounded means that you just feel comfortable and safe in your space. So again, for most of us who are busy at work all day long or worrying about their kids or worrying about, they're in their heads. But the universal race opens that flow so that they feel safe on the earth. And then they know, oh, I have peanut butter and jelly for dinner. Oh, I have gas in the car. Like it allows us to just feel calmer. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I really did. So okay. how can, if if someone wanted to have this service offered, um, if they wanted to contact you to, to have a universal race session, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, that would, thank you for asking that. So my website is feedingthebodyfeedingthesoul.com. And we'll link that in our show notes. Thank you. And if you want to learn the universal race training, And you wouldn't go through my site to sign up for that first. You would come back to me for part two. That's universalraisehealing.com. And then you'll see Ishtar. She's got a really funny accent because she's from Australia. But she's been my mentor and teacher since 2009. I love her. I actually teach like seven of her classes. So there's a lot of, you know, when I started there, I said, why did I sign up for this stuff? It's so strange. And today I wouldn't walk my day without it. So uh, feeding the body, feeding the soul.com to book a session and that or universal to learn more about the race and to sign up for level one. There are three levels. So level one. And universal race can be done over like through Zoom or through some sort of internet platform. You don't have to, doesn't have to be, yep, doesn't have to be. You don't have to come. I'm in Pennsylvania and you don't have to come to Pennsylvania. You can do this from Florida, from Japan. I do sessions around the world. As long as we both are online at the same time, but I'm not going to meet with you at three in the morning. (laughs) But (laughs) And I will say too, you know, pricing on this, sometimes these classes cost so much. This is very reasonable very doable for the average person. Um, so definitely look into it, having a session done, if if not becoming a practitioner, at least look into having a session done once it is, you're, you're really, really going to like it. It, it definitely makes a difference in your day that day and the days following it. It, it is wonderful. I absolutely love it. And you did ask me how many sessions you need. I did. And I want to tell you, you know, again, this is not like one size fits all. And when you have your first session, I forgot to ask how many you needed, actually. But it's anywhere from three to six. But whatever you decide to do, no one's backing you into anything. This is absolutely a choice. And, you know, what it is, is you're not broken. You can just be more. That's Mm -hmm. all. Yeah, it's really, really lovely. Nancy, thank you so much for coming oh, on today. It was so you. good to Very see nice you. To actually meet you and get. Yeah, we're gonna have session. to do your session and have fun with that. 
<laughs> it was really, really great. Um, and, and listeners, if you have questions, feeding the body, feeding the soul.com, I will link it in show notes on YouTube and Instagram when this episode posts. Nancy, it was always, it's always a joy to see you. And I will see you probably in a week or two for, for circle. That is true because we are <laughs> doing mediumship circle online again. Um, I don't remember the date. It's a Wednesday. That's all I know. In two it's weeks. a Wednesday. I'll be there. Oh, it's probably the 23rd <laughs> now that I think about it. It'll be on the site somewhere too. All right. It was so all good right. to see you and I'll see oh, you next time. Same here. All right. All bye right. guys. Thank you very all much. Right. You. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So that was our special speaker of the day. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did getting all the information about universal rays and how it works and things like that and how you yourself can become a practitioner. Um, It was great uh, seeing and meeting her for the very first time (laughs) and again, getting all that knowledge. So I feel very uh, enlightened about the situation and I may take her up on a session just to see kind of what it's like, but you totally should. It's really cool. Don't forget to uh, like, share, and subscribe, comment below if you've ever had um, universal rays um, or if you've ever had Reiki or anything like that, comment below and let us know what your experience was. Emily, anything to throw in before we go? I am just going to add a little YouTube thing. YouTube has changed their analog up, guys. And if we don't have comments, we can have 8 quadrillion billion likes on our videos. But if we don't have comments under it, it's not going to promote our video and show it, you know, as people are searching for other things. So even if you could just put a, a quick little something positive underneath there, that would be wonderful and help us reach more yeah, More you can viewers. even let us know how did you like us on uh, Zoom. I was about to say Skype. Zoom is the new. I'm so old school still with Skype. I'm just <laughs> stuck there. But how did you like it? I mean, uh, you know, how did you like us having a guest speaker? What do you want to see more of? What would you like to see yeah. us an expert in on? I mean, comment below with, uh, you know, whatever you're feeling, whatever your thoughts are. Just let us know. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for tuning in again this week. And we will see you next time. <laughs>